Hi, everybody. It's Tova from Operation Tube Top, and I am here with two lovely ladies, and they're about to pour some more wine, and I'm at Craft Wines. And so, hi, Anouk. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to kind of talk about what your philosophy is and kind of what I'm, where I'm sitting, what we're doing here today, and uh, I'll be right back one minute. Okay, so can you guys tell me a little bit about Craft Wine? So what the idea is behind your company? Um, shall I, Sarah? Yes, please Sarah's do. Sarah's look busy taking selfies. <laughs> and look at my boobies. I know your boobies are popping. You must be stuck those in. Um, the philosophy of Craft Wines is basically to, to tell the people that love wine and maybe not love wine, that it doesn't always have to be a famous winemaker or a big winery or an expensive wine mm -hmm. for it to be good. Uh, so Craft Wines represents smaller winemakers mm -hmm. that uh, are family-owned mainly, are not to be found in supermarkets, mm -hmm. uh, want to stay small so they, they or, well, I mean, have not too many vineyards so they can work uh, everything themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, and make amazing wines, of course. So it's not a huge distribution chain. You're kind of bringing wines that people generally wouldn't find anywhere else in the city. And you're kind of focusing on, as you said, family-run places, Austrian wines. And what do you think the advantage is to have this type of relationship with your winemakers, Sarah? <laughs> Put you on the spot. Last. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the advantage of, of having a personal relationship with our winemakers is that we know the struggles that they go through during uh, during harvest. We know what it's like when there's a heat wave. We, we commiserate with them when there's hail. <laughs> and when there's a successful vintage, they celebrate it with us. They, they get in touch. They write us messages. They call and are excited to share it with us. Um, and um, we have a story with every bottle. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a story with other, every bottle, but that, <laughs> that's not what you're talking about. I have a story with this bottle. <laughs> so Sarah's going to pour us some wine, and then we're going to talk about the wine that we're drinking. I, I've decided that it's white. <laughs> <laughs> so talented. I'm very good at this. I, I can tell that, yeah, it's a good white wine. Yeah, one of the things I guess we have to say about our wines is that we also try to... Um, sell or promote wines that might not be so famous. It doesn't always have to be a Grüne Veltliner. Mm -hmm. um, what we're drinking right now is a Rotkipfle. Ooh. Uh, it's a grape that is basically only grown in the Termen region, so in the Kumpelskirchen area. Oh, been there. Where we had many, many <laughs> parties. Yes. Don't remember it? Exactly. Lovely town, apparently. Yeah. It's a wine story. It's <laughs> a wine story. We can't talk about that wine story on that podcast. So this, this, this particular winzer, Hannes Hofer, um, is very passionate about Rotkipfle and Tierfantle. And so those grapes are not so popular, not so famous, and not so common. Uh, but they're great. Yeah. Uh, so we also have a Formint, for instance. And what we like is that in on top of the like easy, uh, recognizable wines to sell wines that are a little bit more special. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're kind of giving a platform for wines that people don't really know about, yes. unless they're wine experts from Austria. So you're kind of making it accessible for people to drink wines they normally wouldn't be able to get. That and we're supporting winemakers who are taking a bit of a risk mm -hmm. in, in planting something that 
may struggle to find a market in the mm -hmm. beginning. Yeah. Um, also, they're delicious. It's always <laughs> good to have when you go to a party or when you're talking to someone. It's it's such a it's such a great feeling to be able to recommend something that they really probably haven't heard of yeah. and yeah. would enjoy. Yeah. And besides me being friends with you guys, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, good, deep, close friendships. <laughs> when you, so you have a storefront now, and you guys opened up a few months ago, and you're on Gumpendorfstrasse, and I'll put the link for the website and their Instagram um, on the Facebook page. But what's great is when people can walk in anytime during the day, buy a bottle of wine, and not feel like a complete idiot when it comes to choosing wine, because no. you guys are incredibly good about making wines accessible for people. And it's not complicated. Somebody, like I said, I'm going to have chicken fajitas, and you guys told me what wine to go, like to pick. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> when people come in, and, and we do get this a lot, is uh, someone will come in and say, I'm buying a bottle of wine for my brother or my friend, um, but I don't know he just likes white or he just likes red. We don't have any problem asking questions like, what do you want to spend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and What's his star sign? <laughs> yeah. Not quite, like, but, but just also to say, what, what else, like, what other wines does that person like? What other wines do you like? Yeah. And when people come to buy for themselves, the same thing. What what other things? What, what do you want to spend? What other flavors do you like? Everyone. Um, there's a wine out there for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that we... Wine and that's something mm -hmm. that we... Really yeah. yeah. No, I feel like it can be intimidating to walk into some wine shops because I'm like, I've got 10 euros and they're like, you need to leave. <laughs> Here you don't have to because your wines are incredibly affordable. Yeah. And what's so great is that they're locally sourced. So you're supporting the local economy. Yes. Supporting my friends. Yes. The state should know this. Mm hmm. That we're supporting oh, the local economy. <laughs> Yes, they, it should. they probably already do. <laughs> They're watching yeah. us. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a minute. So we're back, and we're recording. <laughs> Sarah was popping her peas. Popping your peas. So one thing that I think makes this super unique is that you're both girl bosses. So it's run by women. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm a big fan. Of women, of women. Of women. I do like women yeah, yeah. So <laughs> very much. And I like girl bosses. And what do you think? Do you think being women in the wine industry is a challenge, or do you think it's been okay so far? Um, can I? Yeah, so, so I, so <laughs> I, there's I, been yes. a point to a new. <laughs> um, we, we, we didn't start with two women. We started with a couple of men as well. Um, and then we killed them. <laughs> and then we just got rid of concrete on their feet. <laughs> No, um, but um, <laughs> women, I feel in general, are much more efficient in getting things done. Oh, right, Sarah? I absolutely agree. <laughs> we get things done. Yes, we um, do. And we're always surprised at how efficient we are mm -hmm. and how inefficient other people are. Yes. Uh, and um, that sounds very unfriendly. <laughs> Judge. Judge. <laughs> Uh, no, that could be another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People we, we think are inefficient. Um, but hashtag. Um, what I want to say is that uh, what what does happen, funnily enough, you have a lot of mansplaining. Yeah. And you have a lot of uh, men, business people that we work with on different levels, on yeah. whatever logistics or, or mm -hmm. anything, uh, that just don't listen to a woman when she speaks. Oh yeah. 
Especially when there's a man next to them, they will speak to the man and not mm-hmm. to the woman. And now there's two women, so now they have to listen. You've got fake mustaches. Uh, <laughs> very, very close. My hair, my hair is getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> but so far, I think the two women thing has worked really well. Yeah. I think so too. I think it's been uh, the wine industry specifically is male dominated. Yeah. But that's also something that craft wines that that we support. We have several winemakers. Um, we have several women who are winemakers that we work with. We have we work with several um, families. Families where it's the women who are in the, the business. vineyards. It's the women who are doing the promotion or who are. In the creating cellar. wines. In the cellar. Let's reword that. Which is really, really fun, and we get a lot of positive feedback from them because it's really, it's, it's, it makes it more interesting for them to not have to, in in many ways, defend themselves yeah. or explain themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 So we are their girlfriends, yeah. and we. We understand what it's like to yeah. try something easy and have it made very complicated. Yeah. yeah. Great. No, I, I'm fully on board with a, a woman's company, and yeah. I think this is fantastic. And I think when you're breaking into a market that is male-dominated, you need you need all your lady friends to support more you. Wine? More yes, wine? More <laughs> wine. Yeah, let's drink more. Um, I also have to say, though, that... Thank you. You're welcome. What I like about our collaboration mm-hmm. is that... Yes, we're women, but this is it. What we're doing has nothing to do with us being women. No, we. You have a cool concept. We have a cool concept, and yeah. it happens to be two women, mm-hmm. so we have a little bit of a different approach. Mm-hmm. It also ties in with how how we feel about wine in general. Wine, women don't always have to drink rosé. Right. Women don't always have to have a dessert wine. Yeah, men are allowed to drink. A rosé or a dessert wine. Yeah. So it's the, the entire, the concept of wine being for everyone, of looking at it from a fresh angle, mm-hmm. that it, that does come in many ways uh, from us having, from it being us and having this different perspective, perspective yeah. on it. Being open-minded. Yeah. Well, speaking of like rosés and um, dessert wines, let's break down some rules because there are certain rules that we all think we need to follow with wine. Like mm-hmm. Tova put down the box of wine. <laughs> Um, I mean, yes, yeah, that's a rule. We're not but it. we're not breaking that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask. You should have Tetra Packs. Um, <laughs> branding. Wine straws. Wine straws. Little juice packs. Um, my question is, what are, okay, let's talk first about what we know as the old rules. So the old rules I know, and then we'll go and you can de- debunk them oh, for me. Yes. Yeah, all right. Um, or not. Or not. <laughs> okay, right. I like that one. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. Um, okay. So, for example, can I drink a red wine out of a white wine glass? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. A mug? Yes. <laughs> Plastic cups? Sure. Totally fine. Drink Sippy cups? Bottle. If that's what you're forced to do, then do it. Perfect. There are benefits of drinking a wine from a specifically uh, blown glass, of mm. course. Uh, the same way, you know, a beer from a can tastes different than a beer from a glass. Right. Um, but can you? Yes. It, yeah. If yeah, you yeah, want yeah. to, do it. Yes. Great. Okay. Well. Next rule. We, we yeah. Next rule. We have uni wine glasses. Yes, they're unisex. What? They're unisex wine. They're unisex. Wine I love this world. <laughs> I love 2017. Um, okay. 
The next one, cork, twist. Yeah. Good one. That is a good one. Um, nowadays, almost every country and almost every winemaker has gone for uh, the screw uh, top um, mm -hmm. uh, bottle. Yeah. Um, I think Italy and France are still, and maybe Spain as well, are still a lot into cork. Um, <laughs> we've asked our, our, our winemakers about it, and of course other people as well, and on, during the wine courses that we take, and we have taken, this discussion always comes up. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, a wine doesn't get worse when it's in a, in a, in a screw top bottle. Okay. Cork gives a different dimension when a wine ages. It gets a little bit more oxygen because a cork is... Uh, a living organism? Yeah, not, because not it breathes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, but living. But also a risk that when you have a cork, that your wine might be corked. It's the saddest, spoiled. And saddest that thing that can happen. I had, a, I had a wine tasting where the wine that we tasted was quite expensive, and the guy who was like, guiding the tasting was South African. Uh, and he said the cork that they used is like laboratory tested to make sure that it's absolutely foolproof and one cork costs four euro fifty. Whoa. That's only the cork. That's my budget for wine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I never said I was classy. There's nothing against screw tops and there's nothing against cork. So mm -hmm. it's like I wouldn't say in the in the beginning everyone's like, oh when it's a, a screw top then it's a cheap wine, but that's yeah. definitely not true. Yeah. No, I've noticed that especially with Austrian wines. Yeah. There are definitely more screw tops. It makes my life a lot easier. Yeah. Faster access. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the reasons that countries like Italy, France, Spain, and I think the reason that some wines are still bottled with Corks in them is for the romantic aspect of opening a wine bottle that mm. has a cork in it. It yeah. sounds good. It it's a nice sound. It's a nice it sound. Sounds good. Yeah. People yeah. get to pretend like sniffing the cork means something, <laughs> which it doesn't. No. No. Wow. Yes. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I'm learning. There you go. Education. The more you know. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but really, the the screw top does exactly what it's supposed to. It keeps the wine from changing. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, like Anouk just said, the cork can influence the taste of the wine. Um, Austria, I think, is one of the countries that's really pushing forward with the wine, with the with the screw top. Mm -hmm. So the rest of the world will catch on. Yeah. Yes. That's so funny that Austria is like pushing it. With wine, <laughs> yeah. it's a whole huge chapter. Yeah. Amazing. Austria is in wine. Yeah. Because it has its own. Hmm. Okay. So you cleared up that rule. There you go. Cold red wine. Love it. Good. Not all red wine. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Green sorry. Risos, not all wines. But okay. Yes, but you can, yeah, if you have a lighter red wine, uh, like a nice light Zweigelt, for instance, mm -hmm. or a St. Laurent, maybe, or basically anything you feel is a light red wine, you can definitely put it in the fridge and drink it slightly chilled in summer or winter. There are no seasonal rules either. Yeah. No. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Wine before liquor. Never been sicker. Stick to that rule. Oh, okay. Good. No, no, no. Wait. The other way around. Liquor Stick before wine. Yes. No. no, no. Don't drink liquor and wine. <laughs> yes. Ever. It's not good. Okay, yeah. okay. Just drink wine. Just drink wine. Yeah. yeah. And water. Drink. Plenty of water. Plenty of water. Water? Oh, yeah. Water, please. Um, Always make sure you hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> and don't drive. Ever. Exactly. Or operate heavy machinery. Never. This is taking strange <laughs> <laughs> we're just covering all the basics yeah. and so nobody's sued um 
Okay, we're going to take another quick break and uh, try not to slurp all over ourselves. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back. Oh, oh I'm recording now. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> it's natural. You know what? It's organic. Like a lot of your wines. Speaking of which. Funny that. So we'll give you a glass. Yes, I will. Thank you. <laughs> See, we're a professional podcast. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we were talking about the rules of wine and what rules can be broken. And there is this thought that the more expensive a wine is, the better it is. Yay or nay? Nay. 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 I think in a in a country like France, where you have certain houses that automatically command prices, and the prices are really only down to demand. It's not about quality, it's about the name. Um, Austria has the luck or bad luck of having a very new, is it new, a newly relaunched wine culture after the um, wine scandal in the mid 80s, mm -hmm. Austria was forced to reboot. And so... What was the wine scandal? Um, in a nutshell. Yes. One wine slept with another wine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was married to this liqueur. No slut shaming on this podcast. <laughs> in a nutshell, without any slut shaming, in a nutshell, in the 80s, 1985, um, uh, uh, it was discovered that the Austrians were putting uh, antifreeze into their sweet wines that weren't sweet enough to make them sweeter. Antifreeze makes it, it sweeter? It wasn't deadly. It's like Splenda. It makes it sweeter, but it also, it doesn't, like, the, the wine doesn't lose any any of its of its wine characteristics. So it's full-bodied, but it was sweeter. And, mm -hmm. of course, it's completely illegal. Even mm -hmm. if the quantities wouldn't be deadly, you don't put antifreeze in your wines. No, I think that's the first rule. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them that you don't break, basically. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so um, that was a scandal, and that came out and was published in lots of newspapers in Germany as well. Then it went international, and then Austrian wines were boycotted. Wow. Uh, okay. Or basically, they weren't really boycotted, but no one. Reputation was reputation was like yeah. Yeah. And then so they had to design some new uh, wine laws to make it so strict that no one would break those yeah. laws, mm -hmm. uh, which meant that the quality of the wines got like uh, like increased and, and, and improved. And it also meant that they took the focus away from sweet wines and moved into dry wines mm -hmm. because it's a, it's, a, it's a cold climate country. So the wines aren't meant to be that sweet. They're meant to be more acidic and more fresh. Interesting. And okay. Yes. And so that's what happens. So as Sarah said, this is a... And a rebooted new wine culture, which means prices aren't based on on name or on uh, reputation, mm -hmm. and so they're very reasonable. Yeah, I, I'm always shocked mm -hmm. <laughs> coming another, from Canada. Another thing that the, that these these wine laws, uh, another result that they've that they've um, Had. something else <laughs> something else that happened with these wine laws. <laughs> Is that um, if you look um, at the international wine market, the quality of Austrian wines is in many cases far superior because they're so strict. They're yeah. new and they're so strict. So when when you get an Austrian wine now, mm -hmm. it really does what it says on the tin. Mm -hmm. If you're not getting something, gets me pregnant. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
beautiful children result <laughs> from Austrian wines. Yeah. Damn um, you, Zweigelt. And also, what, also, just to, as an aside, when the Austrians put antifreeze in their wines, it, it wasn't all of them. It no. wasn't a, a, a rule of thumb that was generally followed. It was, uh, it was um, a, a random test. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. people did. But all that's happened since the reputation was ruined is that the wines have been restructured and now you get these fantastic high quality wines um, that haven't that aren't um, um, demanding crazy prices right so no I, a I real niche right now I have to say that I feel like Austrian wines are always incredible but they're they're kind of on the cusp of international fame yes. and yes. and you keep hearing about how they're winning awards. It's becoming more acceptable. It's kind of like the the younger sibling that wasn't so hot mm-hmm. and now is hot. Yeah, because yeah. they're like suddenly, successful and smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pop boobs over the summer, right? And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a YouTube star that you know may actually go big. Go big, mm-hmm. mainstream, well, limited big. Because don't forget that Austria is a tiny wine producing country. Okay, so supply and demand. Yes, yes And exactly. I, I'm responsible they for do, half. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say they don't <laughs> export that many of their wines because a lot is consumed in the country. Yeah. And also they don't produce, uh, I mean, they produce nothing compared. I think they produce 4% of the total wine production in in, in Europe. Wow. It's only, it's okay. Austria has 4% of the wine production in Europe. Wow. So okay. that's nothing. So people have to come by here to get their wine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Plugging it. Plugging it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about wine and food pairing. So I'm going to ask you some questions of what I can pair wine with. Okay. So a girl has just been dumped by her boyfriend. She's gotten a tub of Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream, and she wants to drink a wine. This is a tough one. I know mine. You know? Okay. So what? which wine would you suggest? I would say Hannes Wolfer. Okay. The Rotgipfler, which is one of those sort of rare grapes that we talked about before, the mm-hmm. Rotgipfler Tradition. Ooh. It has, uh, it's quite acidic, but okay. it has a real Like her heart color. now? Like her heart, like her stomach <laughs> feels, the, the, she feels sour, she feels abandoned, but it has a really solid sweetness, sweetness mm-hmm. that then won't just destroy the Jerry's. Great. Okay, so that's a good pairing. Mm. All right, next one. Leftover pizza in your fridge. Eating cold or warm? I, I like it cold sometimes. Cold, cold leftover pizza. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It depends what's on the pizza. Right? No, it's just a, I, I'm a I'm a purist. Margarita. Margarita pizza. Just cheese pizza. Okay. Um, I think a nice light red wine would go well with that. Oh. Yes. So Maybe which, which a Saint Laura. Oh, from whom? I, from whom? Uh, well, we have one. We have a great one from Schneider, and we also have a great one from Sattler. I like both. Uh, so a nice light red wine, or maybe it's Zweigerts. Mm-hmm. We have some nice Zweigerts as well. I wouldn't go for a heavy red wine because it's a cold pizza. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So if I heat it up in the microwave, then I go for the heavier. Heavier. Slightly heavier. To okay. be fair, if you want to have your cold pizza with a White wine. White wine. That Ooh, also works. Changing it up. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You do you. I will do me. Exactly. <laughs> it's more acceptable to have white wine at 11 in the morning. <laughs> oh, we have I, a wine for that as well. <laughs> we do. We have a wine that I have. Um, got a wine for that. We have a wine for, it's, I call it my breakfast wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually called Aurora. Yes, Ooh. which means Sorry. goddess of the... Uh, Is that what it means? Yeah. God, the morning, I swear, I'm learning so much. It's a really light... 
um, it's very it's very sweet, but it has nine and a half percent alcohol. So oh, it's super. Again, it's practically like wine. free from Breakfast alcohol. Wine, brunch wine. Nice. Dinner yeah. wine. Dinner wine. Yeah. All the, the time. Wine. I wake up, you got a headache. Anytime. Wine. 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 Good. Mm. I like. Yeah, it's good. It's like the aspirin of wine. <laughs> Take it off. Really Thin the blood. Hair of the dog. Wine. Hair of the dog. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. Falafel and duna. What wine am I going to have? Falafel and duna? I'm hungry. I'm yeah, hungry. I was, I was like, woman. How drunk are you? What <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. <laughs> Obviously not liquor. No. Um, but let's say I've got a spread of a duna and I've got some falafel. I've got Again, some... what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is, Tova hates herself today, Neil. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tova. Sad Tova would then, like a wine with her dinner and, and Tova falafel. should take her favorite go-to wine, whichever one that is. But, but if I would have to say, <laughs> if you could uh, knock that, um, Dona, a falafel, Dona. I mean, it's sort of greasy-ish. And salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a nice fresh Grunewaldina to cut through that salt and that mm-hmm. and that fat. I mean, you need something. I mean, if you're doing falafel and dinner, which, again, yeah, maybe, maybe what a culture Maybe a Riesling. That's yes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Something that's um, a little bit fruity, so it does have its own place at the table. Yes. It shouldn't just be, if it, it should just be water. You should also have water. This is what you're eating. I'm not here for the water, Sarah. <laughs> or a big glass of lemon water, but then you also have something that's like the third, you know, you need a triangle. So yeah. you got your falafel, you got your dinner, and then you have <laughs> your, your Riesling. I like Riesling. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. Riesling. Okay. Yeah, it has body, it has fruit. Okay. It has, it's Last one. Ooh. Canned tomato soup. Campbell canned tomato soup. Is it reheated? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's heated up. <laughs> Gotta check. <laughs> you go okay. for that one. Tomatoes. I'm, oh, I, yes. I don't eat tomatoes. Okay, so, so a no. No. <laughs> no, you throw that can out. <laughs> soup. Dude, I, I know, don't know, right? I never have canned tomato soup. Oh my oh, god. Just tomato soup. Ah, so tomato blanc. soup. Sauvignon Blanc, there you go. Ooh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just go for Sauvignon Blanc because Perfect. the tomatoes have a little bit of acidity and a little bit of sweetness. I would actually recommend the uh, the Micho Opitz Sauvignon Blanc Zen. Because it has a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of acidity and go really well with your canned soup. Good. I just it already costs three times as much as a soup. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's what I've money. saved on food, I'm going to spend there on wine. Oh, that's my life's philosophy. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's your new tagline for craft wines. What you've wine. saved on food, you spend on wine. You're welcome. You are <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I've been doing really serious Instagrams, but I like this as the next one. <laughs> okay. You've saved on food. You've saved on food. You spend on wine. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so I guess kind of we'll, we'll slowly wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yes. But I want to talk a little bit about what you guys offer besides a smile <gasps> and service. So I come in or I write you an email and I'm like, I want to have – a bunch of my gal pals come by and taste wine. Is that possible? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 yes, it is. Yes, we it love is. people coming by for tastings. Mm-hmm. Um, Please don't just come by for a tasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Just, I mean, do, do email us. Give us a That's what I do. Uh, I'm like, hey. Oh, 
Tasting. Three bottles later. No, yes, we do organize tastings and we can do a general one like introduction to Austrian wines, mm-hmm. but we can also do one specifically for, I don't know, Grüne Veltliner or a certain wine region or wines that go with Asian food or Thanksgiving wine, falafel <laughs> wines. If you're really drunk, what wine do you want yes. tasting? Perfect. That's a good one. Yeah, good. and again, yeah, so from six to, I don't know, 20 people. We, we we host tastings. Perfect. So they should just drop you an email and yes. say, this is what I want. Yes. You guys have an amazing location <clears throat> on Gumpendorfer Strasse. As I said, mm-hmm. I'll put the link in and they can just write you an email and say, yeah, we have a club. Yes. And then, of course, we sell the wines here and then mm-hmm. we also have an online shop. So if people don't want to drag 12 cases of wine home. Yes, 12 cases of the <laughs> 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 to the um, to the tea things as well. We you don't have to book with a group. Mm-hmm. No, we do. Uh, we have two open tea things a month mm-hmm. that you just drop us an email, ask us when the next one is, and you can join by yourself with your friend, mm. with several friends. Perfect. Um, That's it's awesome. very fun evenings always. Okay. Yeah, so far, yes. Wonderful. We yeah. make them fun. <laughs> we are going to have fun. We are going to drink the wine, <laughs> and it will be good. Ah, amazing. Uh, well, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time. That's, that's it already? Yeah. It was our pleasure. Tova, what's your favorite wine? Red. <laughs> what is your favorite food other than dinner and falafel? Pizza. Pizza. Pizza and margarita. And, and cans. Basically everything that contains... Preservatives. Yes. Mm. This is why I'm chubby. But, like, yes, I do like... Chubby. chubby. We're going to say chubby. Thank you, Tova, for asking us. Anytime. This was a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks again. Thank you to these fabulous two ladies. And I hope maybe in two, two fabulous ladies, one, two, I hope uh, we can do this again in the future. And maybe we can actually do a wine tasting. Oh, yes. Live. We can do a live-ish, a podcasting, recorded recorded wine tasting. And I think that would be fantastic. So thank you again for being my my suppliers. (laughs) (laughs) My enablers. We enable you with pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. And toodles.